You're listening to LCR, your soundtrack to Loughborough. Hi, this is Tom for Tom Talks Movies, and this weekend um, I got round to seeing Le Mans 66. It was incredible, and I feel very pleasured to be here to be able to talk to you about it today. The tagline for the film was, they took the American dream for a ride, and it certainly felt that way watching it in the cinema. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was totally unfamiliar with the story in the film, um, but I've been a fan of racing films in the past, and um, I do quite like cars in general. Um, Top Gear was once upon a time one of my favourite shows, so um, this film it, it does seem uh, resonate with me quite heavily. The story follows the um, American car designer Carol Shelby um, and British-born driver Ken Miles as they work together to battle corporate interference, um, the laws of engineering and their own personal demons, if you can say that, um, uh, to build a revolutionary race car for Ford Motor Company and take on the dominating race cars of Enzo Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans race uh, in France in 1966. Most of the film full fo most of the film's focus falls on uh, the characters played by Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Um, Bale plays Ken Miles, the talented but temp temptuous English driver. When I was writing some notes for this, I was close to writing down that this is one of Bale's best performances ever, period. Um, but looking at his filmography, it's tough to differentiate between them. The guy has a catalogue of incredible performances. You think of, obviously, sort of famously played Batman, but um, something like him playing Patrick Bateman in... American Psycho. This is another one where he sort of really gets into the sort of nitty gritty of the character, um, focuses in uh, quite heavily on the mannerisms, the the personality there. Um, it, additionally, in my research for um, the notes here, um, Ken Miles, the real life character, this is based on a true story, um, was notoriously very private, and almost no footage of him exists. Um, sort of freely available online and no sort of nothing no speaking no working um which obviously gives christian bale a lot of wiggle room with the character um uh to find the character to define the character it also means that the screenwriters have to fill up a little aspect of the character as well um and they choose to focus on that by hyping up his temper his difficult reputation on the track and then contrasting it with his very relaxed home life, um, peaceful, content family life with his wife, Molly, I think it was Molly, um, and his son, Peter. The wife was played by, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but Cat Catriona Bafe, and the son was Noah Jupe. Um, the focus on the two primary characters does make it quite a testosterone-heavy film as was the historical moment itself, so it's not being misleading, it's not outwardly focusing on the males like intentionally, it just is true to history. Um, so Molly, his wife, is left to be the only active female character for its running time, and I did really enjoy her inclusion and her importance to the story. Regardless whether it was just, whether the movie couldn't decide if it wanted her to be a mega cool, supportive wife, who loves racing that was like a sort of scene early on where she sort of talks about actually she's got passion for it as well and it's part of the reason she loves her husband um or whether they wanted her to be kind of an impatient wife waiting at home constantly worrying worrying about him sort of racing films in the past has sort of lent heavily either way and i'm happy this one didn't 
go too far in either direction. It kind of sat honestly in the middle. Um, and in a film with lots of black and white heroes and villains, antagonists, protagonists, um, to have an easygoing character who never even came close to becoming a caricature of themselves was really refreshing. There was one of the higher-ups at Ford who kind of became a nemesis of Matt Damon in the film, um, who in patches did sort of become almost like sort of the 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 corniness of a, like a Bond villain or something. So talking of uh, Matt Damon, you have this character Carol Shelby, um, who is more in contrast to Christian Bale's sort of like slightly um, angered, intense character. He's he's more his sort of classic good old boy sort of western. Wears the cowboy hat, um, and he's the racing legend who's previously won the Le Mans race um, and goes on to become the designer that helps Ford bring their dream dream to fruition. They briefly go into the fact that he's like not capable of driving anymore and wants to give up the sport and isn't mentally the same man he once was, but um, they don't delve into that too heavily. And the the movie is, a, is at its best when it focuses on the two of them, on their warm but frequently tested friendship and how two driven winners had to fight against not only like Ferrari, their actual competition, but the corporate oversight of Ford and its many executives. The thrills of those car races not only show the immense skill required um, to compete as a driver, but the insane risks involved at a time when safety seemed like such an afterthought. Um, it's one of those sort of based on a true story films where you can assume elements are embellished and drama is added for narrative flow. Um, and the more mundane moments uh, in the story you assume are kind of glossed over. I did do a little bit of research on the uh, story after seeing it to kind of compare where they changed the story and where they didn't. Um, and looking at it, I do really like the way they used the history. They were respectful while coming up with managing to form it into a really neat, content, um, tight story. It did feel like it had quite a unique narrative structure. It didn't seem to adopt the classic three-act structure, which has become very prevalent in bio biopic style films um genre films um and in fairness i do recognize why that wouldn't have been the best option they couldn't really have followed that style i think the director seemed to know that too off the top of my head you sort of think um something like steve jobs was i think it was 2015 like the michael fassbender one um where they focused on three particular events in that case it was product launches um to tell the story and show pa passage of time between these um, these key events, and this this film could have done that. You could have um, matched up and included three key races, um, but it chose not to. The best example of this was when there was a plot where the Ford higher-ups stopped Ken Miles, that's Christian Bale, from driving for the, one of the races after he'd invested so much in the car's development. We hadn't had a race scene for a while, so they could have shown that as a race, get the sort of tempo of the film back moving. Um, and actually, the, without sort of spoiling it, that it's not an important plot point, so I'll go for this one. But that that race turned out to be a failure. Um, the car didn't perform well, and the driver wasn't as good as Ken. Um, and in order to set up the changes that would have to be made to the car in the future, um, they sort of replaced the what they could have been as a race with a sort of scene. Um, between Shelby and Miles, um, and it talked about sort of the technical side of it, side of it as well as analysing parts of their relationship. It was um, 
Carroll Shelby kind of redeeming himself and bringing Miles back into the fold. The focus on the two leads were so strong, and in those moments, it sort of um, really, really f works for me. I would actually say, which I haven't mentioned so far, is how how just fun the film is to watch, and I think it does play as the fact that it, it covers a topic, a subject um, that does interest me. But I would honestly kind of r recommend it to practically anyone. I think um, any any demographic can kind of get something out of this um maybe it's like a, it's a 12a maybe film like there's a couple of expletives from christian bell while he's driving the car so it's not like for young young kids but anyone sort of um upwards of my age below my age um can get something from it because despite it, it in the uk it's called le mans 66 and uh, internationally it's ford v ferrari it doesn't focus uh on those races it's almost like a ca character piece focusing on the the two main characters and their friendship they become sort of like almost brothers by the end of the family dynamic with christian bale and his family like um that's where the real engaging uh cool stuff is um so it's a really fun and i was gonna say sort of simple and easy watch um but i don't want simplicity and ease to go hand in hand with you thinking it's a boring or sim simple story it that, that isn't the case i think it's a complicated long story that required the two hour 30 minute runtime, but it's just executed extremely cleanly um, by James Mangold this film is a credit to his directing ability um, it's often said that when uh, editing or directing is good um, you don't notice it and I do think that's um, that could be an oversimplification of the power of editing um, but I only noted it here because of how smooth and fluid the film was I knew we had to be approaching the end um, as the big race was kind of being set up at the end but it had it barely felt like an hour had passed it was really um, moving along at what felt like rapid speed um, but it was like rapid wholesomeness um, it didn't feel like things were getting brushed aside everything was like getting completed and played out with good time it just it felt so contained and really well put together um, the the total two hour thirty two minute runtime flew by in what felt like much less. I was liking it throughout. Um, for the first half an hour, um, you sort of start to you get introduced kind of to John Bernthal's character. He played like a Ford higher up, um, and one with sort of a bit more of a heart. He kind of has a relationship with um, Carol Shelby, but by the time we got to, I want to say maybe like. Just over halfway, maybe like sort of two thirds of the way in, uh, you sort of get to the the first race where Ken Miles is able to really sort of show off his ability. It was the Daytona 2000 race, um, uh, and I found myself genuinely loving it. I just sort of thought to myself, like, this is incredible. Um, and it was a shame that Bernthal's character was kind of phased out of the storyline as we went on, but it gave Shelby the definition to fill in that gap and. Um, Ken Miles was consistently great throughout and Shelby kind of grew into the film so his and he had more of a payoff at the end so it felt uh, more satisfying come the end um, and I, I sort of I'm, I'm finishing off here um, because I've sort of covered everything I want to say and I don't want to spoil the film because it has only just entered cinemas I think it was in what 15th so that's four days ago um, and I would actually recommend anyone who's listening to go and see it I think you'll get something out of it um it's what he's, I've seen upward of probably 15 films in cinemas this year 
um, and it is probably top three. Um, maybe sort of Avengers Endgame gave me a more visceral uh, kind of theatre experience, but um, this would be top three for sure. Um, so I'm not going to sort of spoil a lot of the, the ending for you or the key details, but um, go away, please check it out, uh, and then come back to hear me continue to talk about films in the next couple of weeks. Cheers, thank you, goodbye.